You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Small Biz Ahead, the small business podcast presented by The Hartford. This is John Adaconis. I am joined with Gene Marks today. Hello, Gene. Hello, John. We're talking taxes, aren't we? We are, and I... Oh, <laughs> well, first of all, anybody listening to this, they, they saw that the topic was taxes. So they're either really into it or they're just like a masochist. They're just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to something that's just going to give me a headache for the next 20 minutes. It's true. I, um, I've had a, a lot of conversations around tax returns the past couple of weeks. No, it makes sense. So, okay. So what I want to do is as a, uh, as a CPA, I want to, I just want to share with everyone listening and with you, John, some of the big sort of tax moves that people are making. This is not a year end thing. This is more like a situational thing because it's based on the economy and based on some of the things going on. Okay. So first of all, okay. I'm having a lot of clients do wash stock sales. Do you know what a wash stock sale is? No, (laughs) it's nothing to do with the dry cleaners. Uh, It has to do with this. Um, The stock market has been pretty lousy the past year. So a lot of people have lost money on their stocks. Uh, So now is an opportunity. If you sell your stock at a loss, you can offset that loss against any capital gains. So if you had any good stocks that you made money on, you won't have to pay any taxes on that. You can offset these losses. And by the way, if your losses go even up to $3,000 above the capital gain, you can deduct that against your income as well, like your regular income. So it's a big deal. So in a down market period, which is what we're in right now, people sell stocks at a loss to offset it against some of the stocks that have gained money because it's a very tax advantage thing to do. One thing to tell you, if you're holding any stocks that you really love, I hold stock in a, I won't name them, but they're a giant company that sells a lot of things online from books to products to, but I'm not going to name them. Okay. And I do watch a lot of their t- shows that they stream as well, but I'm still not going to name them. Anyway, I hold their stock. That stock has gone down a lot over the past year. I don't really want to sell it, but I can, but I am because I'm going to sell it and take the loss against some gains and I'm going to wait 30 days and then I can buy the stock back. And the IRS allows me to do that. That's called a wash stock sale. You wait 30 days before you buy the stock back. Because if you just sold it or lost and bought it back the next day, that's not good. The IRS wouldn't allow you to. Does that make sense? It okay. does. So for everybody listening, if you've got stocks that went down, sell them, offset them against your stocks that went up. So that's number one. Number two, and I'm going to stay on the topic of stocks because it's, it's the environment that you're still awake, right? Okay. Just one. Barely. Just, <laughs> I just want to make sure of this. Um, Roth IRAs, okay? So this is not Hyman Roth from The Godfather. This is a Roth guy who I think was in Congress, and this is you know, named after him. Um, a Roth IRA is a retirement plan. When you put money into it, um, it your money grows tax-free, okay? So um, it's great. So you put money. Now, it's after-tax money. So whatever money you have in your net paycheck, if you want to put money into a Roth IRA, you can do that. And then if it gains over the next 20 years, you don't pay any taxes on that gains. That's cool. Okay. So I have a lot of clients now that have like a regular 401k account, which I'm sure you have, who have uh, has probably gone down in value because again, the markets haven't been great. So they're taking distributions from their 401k account. They're paying the tax on it because you have to do that. But the tax is lower because their market value has gone down. So in a down market, 
they pay the lower tax, then they take that money, they put it into a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA, and that grows then going forward in the future tax-free. So it's called a Roth IRA conversion. Are you still with me? Are you? I'm there. Okay. So it's a matter of taking money. It's like when, chemistry. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> when, and, and you're in marketing, so that's not saying, uh, I'm, now I'm concerned. But it's a matter of taking advantage of the stock market going down and taking these losses and offsetting them against gains um, for your advantage. So talk to your accountant, obviously. I, I want to make sure so that the Hartford compliance people, you know, approve this conversation. Um, this is advice coming from me, not from the Hartford. This is advice that you want to talk to your accountant about. Uh, but but take advantage of a Roth IRA conversion and take advantage of a wash sale of stocks. Those are two things, okay? I just had two more things, and hopefully I'll let you go without you jumping off a cliff. Um, number one, I'm seeing a lot of my clients do sale leasebacks of their property. The average age of the American small business owner, John, is 55 years old, according to the Small Business Administration. Um, so a lot of people are thinking about succession planning and exiting. A lot of businesses own property, right? Well, property values, although as you know, they've been declining a little bit, but they're still pretty up there elevated to where they were, right? So people are cashing out on their property now. They're selling their property, they're getting a check and they're banking it, but they're selling it to somebody who will then turn around and lease it back to them long-term. So in a time right now where you're getting on a succession planning age, your property values are still relatively high, sell your property to somebody that will lease it back to you for 10 years or 15 years or whatever it would be. That way you can cash out. And then when you make your lease payments, you get a full tax deduction for the full you know amount of that payment. Whereas if you're just paying like a mortgage on the property, you only get the interest deduction. So anyway, I'm just telling you, I'm seeing a lot of people sell their properties and then lease them back. That's been a trend along the way. Finally, finally, bonus depreciation. So that is if you buy a piece of equipment you can deduct almost the full value of it based on when you are, um, you know, uh, when you put it into service. So if you buy a piece of equipment and you finance it, um, you might not start making the you know, debt payments for whenever, but you can take the full deduction for it as long as you plug it in or it's operational and, and putting it into service. Now we're recording this right now. Um, so I just want to you know, say this, we're near the end of 2022. I don't know when this is going to be posted, John, but uh, Congress is considering extending this to continue to allow 100% deduction. I do expect that to happen. So I'm expecting even if you're listening to this in 2023, that that is, you'll be able to deduct 100% of this your property equipment that you buy against your, your, um, your, against your income. And that's a huge tax deduction that a lot of business can take. So four big tax moves. Let me recap. Wash stock of sale. Okay. If your stock has gone down, offset your capital losses against your capital gains. Um, number two is convert to a Roth IRA. Cause that's another thing you do when your market values go down. Number three, consider selling your property and leasing it back because those are big tax advantages. And number four, uh, take advantage of bonus depreciation. In other words, buy capital equipment, put it into service, and take a full tax deduction for the full amount of equipment. Are you still there? I'm staring. I'm looking at you. You seem like you're awake, so that's a good sign. Do I still have you here? I'm there. All right, that's yeah. great. I don't even want to. I don't even want to ask you if you have any questions because I'm afraid you'll be like, "Oh no, he just put me on the spot." If I haven't, I haven't even been listening to this. But do you, do you have any questions, John? 
don't think questions on this. I think um, I'll, I'll reiterate, you should talk to your, your personal tax yes. advisor or, or financial counselor. And, and let me add something to this. Okay. And this is the joy of doing this face to face. Cause I can like point at you and say, wait a second, I've got something to add. Here's what I do have to add to you. You mentioned about talking to your tax account, whatever, for God's sake, guys, if you're listening to this, if, if, if your tax accountant tells you to pay estimated payments, make the estimated payments. Okay. Because you don't want to be in a, don't blow them off because then you're in a situation where you owe a lot of money that you should have been paying in. Meet with your accountant twice a year. Okay. I mean, you want to meet with them in, okay, obviously a tax time, meet with them in late summer, early fall, because depending on where you are in the end of the year, your accountant can adjust those tax payments. I mean, if you're not making as much money, you can pay in less estimated taxes. Why pay in too much? Plus your accountant will have some opportunity to maybe give you some tax strategies before the end of the year. I hate it. Um, I do. I, I sometimes just like, like TV stuff. Um, and they always ask me to come on for like year end tax tips on like December 30th, which is insane, you know? So people that are really smart, they, they do their tax strategies for the end of the year, four months before the year ends. So they have time to make those moves. So I want to make sure I get that in there as well. Sounds good. And I think, I mean, you kind of hit on it too, where you talked about, I think succession planning is going to be more and more of a thing. And Oh, we have to, we have to do some future segments on succession planning because it's, uh, it's selling your business or buying a business. So it's applicable, not just to older business owners, but to younger business owners that want to get into, you know, a business. So we have, we have lots of topics to talk about there, tax related, but also more strategy and value related. All the fun stuff, taxes, beneficiaries, trusts, executor. All, all the fun stuff. So you're, you're, you make me that cause you're a marketing guy and that's what you like to talk about. <laughs> you know, we're a restaurant industry, yeah. which is super fun when the fact of the matter is all this boring, horrible stuff is pretty stuff much you need to know. stuff you need to know to run a business. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for the update. Thank you, John. And thank you everyone listening. We will catch you on the next one. Take care. should not be considered tax, financial, or legal advice. The Hartford assumes no responsibility for legal compliance with respect to your business practices, and the views and recommendations contained herein shall not constitute our undertaking on your behalf or for the benefit of others to determine or warrant that your business operations are in compliance with any law, rule, or regulation. Those seeking resolution of specific legal or business issues, questions, or concerns regarding this topic should consult their own attorney or business advisors.